episode number 47. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today, we're going to explore a topic very near and dear to my heart, this concept of community. But before we do, I wanted to share an email I received from a podcast listener named Brooke from Australia, who gave me her permission to share her words. This is what she wrote. Dear Shira, I heard you have a PDF, which is like a cheat sheet showing the stuck method. I tried finding it on your website, but was unsuccessful. Can you please direct me to it? I live in Australia and have been practicing the stuck method for about six months now, but it's still a work in progress, as to be expected. I love listening to your podcast. Some of your stories crack me up. That's Australian slang for make me laugh, in case that didn't make sense. Take care, Brooke. So first things first. Thank you, Brooke, for reaching out to me. I love, love, love hearing from my podcast listeners and knowing where they are in the world. Secondly, thank you for giving me permission to share this with the listeners, because I would imagine that if you didn't know how to access the PDF, then maybe others don't either. And that's not good. (laughs) Finally, if you go to my website, thestuckmethod.com, right at the top, there's a place where you can put in your name and email, and then you will receive that guide in your inbox. So I hope that helps. And thanks again, Brooke. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I was trying to place my finger on why I wasn't feeling well. I mean, I was physically feeling fine. But I was feeling like, I don't know, like kind of off like having lack of energy, Uh, I wasn't exercising the way I usually do. I don't know, I guess maybe feeling depressed, although I've never been diagnosed with depression, just, you know, feeling like off. The truth of the matter is, I can definitely see the cycle of this happening in my life. In fact, it happens almost every winter. The cold weather, the gray skies, the heavy and itchy clothes that tend not to ever get me warm enough. It just affects me. I am definitely a summer kind of person. I love the heat. I love being hot. I love sitting outside. That's just my body type. My body type does not like cold. It just doesn't. And I suffer. Even though all things relative, the winter here in Israel is nothing like the winters I grew up with in New Jersey, which included a lot of snow and very, very, very cold temperatures. Here in Israel, I don't even go out with what I called as a kid a winter jacket. The truth of the matter is, I don't even own a winter jacket. I have one of those vest jackets, and between that and a hat, I'm usually fine. But still, it's not hot and my body just can't get 
warm. Maybe I have some sort of physiological imbalance going on. Maybe I should check that out. Like I don't eat a lot of meat at all. So maybe I have low iron levels. But anyway, the point is that's how I was feeling like off and on like that for maybe all of February and maybe January. (laughs) Because being affected by the weather, it doesn't hit me immediately, right? As soon as the weather changes, it's a, it's a gradual thing. Like at first, I actually kind of like the change in weather. I like the cool weather. And then it's like, hmm, when, when is spring coming? <laughs> when is this going to end? So anyway, I just sat with that. And I went over to my meditation seat and I S took a stop. And T, I told myself that I was probably stuck on gloom. And I just allowed myself to feel gloomy. And I, you tried to uncover what was causing me to feel gloomy, because remember, it's our thoughts that create our emotions. And I got to thinking about how I hadn't invited people over to our house for a few months for Friday night dinner something my family loves and thrives on. And I was thinking about how I kind of stopped going to synagogue recently because of the cold and the rain. And I was thinking about how others haven't invited us to their house recently. And I guess in addition to feeling gloom, maybe I was feeling lonely, you know? I mean, I do live with five other people, my husband and my four kids, but and maybe I was stuck on feeling you know, like just disconnected from people. So I guess that was a belief that I had, that I believed that I was alone. And of course, challenging that belief was simple, right? I'm not alone. I have a family, thank God. I live in a small, intimate community. I have my extended family and my husband's extended family. And If we want to go religious, I could even say that I'm not alone because I'm always with God, right? And so it was really easy to come up with one consideration, actually. That's all I needed, which was consider your community. In other words, I am so fortunate to be living as a part of an intentional community. But once you're accepted into this community, there's really no commitment requirement in terms of volunteer work or, you know, showing up to things. You can be as involved or as uninvolved as you choose. And so it was quite easy for me to see the correlation between not showing up in my community and how I was feeling. It was like clear as day to me. Once I just sat with it, it just came to me. And That was it. I mean, that's all I needed to do to start making a shift so that I could start feeling better. What did I do? The very next day, I showed up to Friday night services after not having gone in over like a month. And it was so great to see so many faces that I just don't get to see from day to day. My community is divided into three smaller neighborhood areas. So the same day that I processed through all of this, I invited my area, which is like maybe 15 families, to my house for a potluck dinner and Havdalah service, which is the ceremony that marks the end of the Sabbath on Saturday night. And that was amazing. I arranged for it to be a musical service, and there were a lot of people that showed up and a lot of kids, and it was just 
absolutely incredible. In fact, two families new to my little area, I found out that one of them plays guitar and now is interested in joining our musical band, which is just awesome. And then the next week, another friend in our community turned 40 and his wife was making him a celebration. It was a dance party and it was supposed to start at nine o'clock at night on a Thursday night. Now, if you know me or if you've listened to episode number 26 on embracing your mornings, you'll know that I'm a get to bed early kind of person because I love being able to wake up easily and embrace my mornings. But I was committed to considering community. So I showed up to this party. My husband wasn't feeling well that night, so he didn't go. I actually told him I wasn't going to take the key because I'd be back in like an hour. Well, I was back in like three hours. It was such a great night. It was so fun. I danced and danced and danced and danced. Literally, I danced the night away and I celebrated with my friends and it just felt so great to be there. It didn't feel so great to come home to someone who was waiting up for me because I told that person that I'd be back in an hour and it was three hours. So guess what? That is going to be next week's podcast episode. So (laughs) get ready to hear that story. Anyway, finally, I decided to put my name down for an upcoming holiday. We're celebrating Independence Day in May. So I put my name down to be on that committee. It's a pretty big community event here. And since I haven't sat on any committees this year, and since I've never sat on that specific one, I figured, you know what, now's a good time as ever. So I called the head of the committee and I got myself on it and I've already started to initiate an idea and take action to see that through. My friends, I feel like a completely different person. (laughs) Like I feel transformed. Like who was that person a few weeks ago who was feeling gloom? Was that me? And it's not to say that feeling gloom or depression or anything like that is a bad thing. We as humans are supposed to feel a full range of emotions. And so actually, I feel grateful that I was able and I allowed myself actually to feel gloom and just sit with it and recognize it and notice what was causing it and explore what I could do to get unstuck from it and transform myself out of it. Now, I'm really, really fortunate for living in the community I do. I know that. I am so aware of that. I mean, it's like it's like having a community in your backyard. <laughs> I mean, that's how great and awesome it really is. This community is incredibly special and dear to my heart. But I know that most people in this world are not living in an intentional community. So if at any point you are feeling stuck on gloom, and you want to consider community, I don't want you to get discouraged if you don't live in a small, intentional community like I do. First of all, let's just be clear and even look back at my story. I was living in an awesome community and in a full house, and yet I was feeling alone. So just because you may be surrounded by a lot of people, it doesn't mean that you can't feel lonely. 
And quite the opposite, just because you live alone, if you do, it doesn't mean that you're destined to feel lonely. Not at all. That's really important to distinguish. That being said, if we put our heads together, we could come up with many, many options for how you can show up in a community. Like, for instance, if you are a member of a religious institution, you could start showing up there regularly, or even more so, you could volunteer there and really take action. So where else? Libraries have communities. Health centers have communities. In fact, I believe many communities are built naturally from places where people may not even necessarily be looking for them. Like a gym, for example. I used to teach yoga in gyms back in New Jersey, and I feel like I somehow created a yoga community in each of the gyms where I taught even though the people showing up to my classes weren't necessarily looking for community. But the same people would come each week, and so they would walk out of the class together, and they would talk and maybe sit at a cafe afterwards and have a drink. Where else are there communities in the world? There's parenting groups. There's tons of different kinds of support groups. There's singing groups. There's book club groups and so many more things like that. And where else? maybe online, right? There are endless Facebook groups and other online groups where you can join and show up and be a part of a community of others with similar likes and interests. Now, some groups, of course, cost money and require membership and some don't. And you know what? If you can't find a community that you're looking for, you can create your own. In fact, that's what I'm planning to do starting in a couple of months. I don't want to spill the beans yet, but it's in the works, and I have to tell you, I am so excited about it, and I hope that many of you will choose to join it. But anyway, that's not for now. For now, I'd like you to take a moment and think about what communities you have in your life. Where do you have community? A community can be as small as a group of two, and it can be as large as thousands. Think about where you have community in your life. Think about how you show up to those communities. This includes Facebook communities, okay? Which, by the way, I have one, and if you're not in it, please join it. It's called Getting Unstuck. Which communities are you really committed to? Where are you showing up? Where are you not showing up? Which community are you not involved in but would like to be a part of? What is holding you back from showing up more in your life to your communities? I would love to hear from you. I'm really hoping that my story today will encourage and inspire some of you to take action. If your heart desires, please share your reaction to this message today, either via email or iTunes. Actually, iTunes would be great if any of you listen via iTunes. I haven't received a review in a while, and I know thousands of you are listening to this podcast. So, If this is something that you can do, please take a moment to do so. 
it would not only touch my heart, it may impact others to start listening to this podcast and start getting unstuck in their lives as well. So I got myself unstuck from gloom. I considered community and I K, I told myself that it was okay that I got stuck on gloom and probably a little depression in the first place. It's such a good feeling to get unstuck. Next week, I'll share with you the story that came from what happened when I came home late from the party that I was mentioning to you. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.